Hello, everybody. It's Mary Lynn Harris here of Hard at Work, and I'm here with Lee Clark. And um, I just wanted to give you a little information about why I decided to leave these um, conversations or podcasts, whatever you want to call them. And I decided to do it because I really wanted to implement uh, more kindness in the workplace. So one of the ways of doing it was to bring on other speakers who deal with other people and um, how they um, face the challenges in their daily business life. And um, so anyway, the topics on these podcast series are all about um, productivity, profits, <clears throat> leading with kindness in the workplace, and et cetera, various other topics that go with it. So anyway, so welcome, Lee. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit how you got into doing what you're doing and why you're doing it. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm first off, thank you so much for having me on your podcast or your conversation, a part of your conversation. I think it's really important that we talk about not only, you know, work and productivity and all the things that lead to a happy lifestyle, but among that gratitude and kindness. So to tell you a little bit about my story of how kindness became my purpose, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, I'll take you back to um, when my career became the only thing that really mattered. So um, I've been working since I was about 11 years old. I was scrappy, went down to the newspaper office and offered to stuff envelopes for them um, just to stay busy. Mm -hmm. And so um, by the time I was 28, I was a director of marketing and really proud of my job and my career. And, and the recession hit and there went my job and my career. So I was left feeling, wow, I'm completely defined by what it is I do, but why, what it is I do for a living and how quickly that can be fleeting, sadly. Um, so it, it left me with a little bit of a, a hole in my purpose and an understanding that I needed to be more than just what I did for work. Um, and through that, I ended up getting a job. I thought that would kind of fix everything for me. I got back into software, I got back into sales and um, that kind of fundamentally changed me. So I thought to myself, what can I do to figure out how I can kind of give back to the world or align my soul or align my purpose? And so um, during a, a cleanse, I know that's like a hip thing to yeah. do, like one of those 30-day cleanses. I did a 30-day juice fast with yoga and an act of kindness a day. And it was the intention was mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. and I will tell you, I missed chewing. I hated the yoga, but I really loved the acts of kindness. Like it changed me in a way I didn't know I was capable of being changed. And to see that doing good for someone else could truly transform that person, even for a moment. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I was hooked. I was hooked on the feeling and, um, you know, and I'll get to what I do these days, but, but I needed to find a way to do more of that. So I started to, um, do them more frequently and figured I needed a way to pay for all these various acts of kindness, like paying people's tolls and buying coffee for the people behind me or sending flowers to nursing homes, et cetera. The budget had to be funded. Um, so I started selling my artwork and went on to launch a charity called Kindly that does just that, random acts of kindness. So it has become my purpose. Oh, awesome. So is that your kind of like your full-time gig now? I would love to say it's my full-time gig and, and maybe someday down the road, but I am still in software sales and that has also merged together. So um, I work for uh, the third largest software company in the world. And for a long time, I helped retailers with their, um, with their connecting to their consumer. But very recently I moved over to the nonprofit division 
And now I'm, I'm leading and mentoring nonprofits on how they can engage better with their constituents. So in, in a sense, my job has now intertwined with my purpose and pretty much everything I'm doing from speaking out about kindness to running kindly the organization and giving back to society, as well as influencing the marketers who work for all these great organizations, um, I'm, I'm able to make a significant impact on, on right. the world at large by leading with my heart. Right. And of course, with all that wonderful work that you're doing and who you are, is that you are bringing that impactful legacy into their into your life and into other people's lives. So congratulations, that's, that's really cool. That Thank you. Find something to uh, merge everything together to work together. It's just like I was saying, um, I think I posted on Facebook not that long ago about how so often we have to pick, you know, mm -hmm. one or this, you can't have a bunch of things and merge them together and do them all. So now my line is why not both? Why not all like yeah. Um, rather than this, oh, you can only do this, you can't do this and this. And I said, well, why not, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and I feel like often we think, well, there's no money in, in nonprofits, there's no money in giving back, there's no, and, and what I've learned, I guess, over the years is money is just a way that we define resource, right? And the more that you tap into your joy and the more you start doing work that is meaningful, that you're proud of and connecting with people who are also looking to do meaningful work they're proud of, yeah. the resources come with that. And how you define success is a very individual thing. Mm -hmm. But I think, we, you know, even in my past role, I was like, well, I'm going to stay with this one because I really like the money. And then, you know, when, I, when I'm a little further down the road, I'll do the nonprofit thing full time. And right. I think I had a crossroads where I was like, you know, what's more meaningful? Um, and I will tell you, as soon as I moved into this new role, the money's not an issue. It's not an issue like I thought it would be. I actually have more than I thought I would have, you know, from that. But I think we, we often, to your point, make decisions about things based on what we think we can do, or I can only do this, or I can only do that. And when you do the right thing, everything else falls into place. Right. When you do the right thing, besides falling in place, is that everything works out and you always have enough resources, whatever that is, you know. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes we're just, we're focused on doing this and then trying to do this and like, how do you do both? And, you know, I think you just now, more now is that about just doing what you really want to do and just don't worry about all the other resources because they always seem to come to catch up you know yeah you know it's just like yeah. okay, how do i even pay the rent well okay yeah i can get a job i can sell something i could do this but you know sometimes if we just focus on what our hearts really want to do then everything else comes to be something comes together so, yeah. yeah and so long as you're resourceful most of the yeah. things we worry about are end up not being an issue it's a mat it's a matter of figuring out how you can be most resourceful Right. Um, and to your point, like do something that you feel good about. Uh, a lot of times we think we have to take the job or have the friendship that we feel bad about because it, it just is a necessity. But when you really step back and ask yourself, is it a necessity or are we just making it that? Um, yeah. And we start to do with what, what brings us joy, what feels good. And more importantly, not just what feels good for ourselves. Uh, it's, right. it's how are we leaving a legacy impacting the world? Um, and making a difference. And, and I think a lot of times people say to me, oh, well, I couldn't change the world or I couldn't make a difference. If right. you change one person, you've effectively changed the world. You right. know, you, you've made a difference. You've made a seismic impact. Um, 
And when I first started doing the acts of kindness, I would post about them on social media. And I was often met with resistance uh, from people saying, oh, who does nice things and then post about them? Yeah. You know, that's very self-serving and it's very, you're looking for the attic girls. And, and I thought to myself, am I? Yeah. You know, because I feel like anytime I get criticism, I have to stop and say, why does this hurt my feelings? Is it true? Because if it's not, then, you know, chuck it out the window. Who cares? Yeah. But so I asked myself, is that true? Is that what you're doing? And I thought to myself, no, I'm really not. I want other people to feel as good as I feel when I'm giving. And I'm trying to inspire and motivate other people to see how easy it is and, and impact even more per people than the one person I did the act of kindness for. Because ironically, when I do the acts of kindness, I often run away. I don't want to be known or seen. But I want other people to know how easy it is to do something nice, even if it's just paying someone a compliment or opening a door. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, over time, I think we're afraid to share our joy. We right. are so happy with commiserating. You know, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a cultural thing. Like, let's talk about all the things that are awful. And then when you see someone happy, like, we're almost pre-programmed to want to tear that person apart because they're... <laughs> they're succeeding or happy or enjoying life or celebrating like celebration feels uncomfortable for a lot of people. Um, but the more I've done it now I get all these stories of people I've impacted. I just spoke to a woman yesterday who said not only did she end up paying off strangers layaways, but she got other people involved in doing so because right. of a segment she had seen me do. Um, and that's, that's, that's the important stuff. That's why you can't cater to the haters as they say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I have always had this belief that if you pay it forward three times every day, that we could have world kindness. And that's always been my vision, world kindness. Agree. A hundred percent agree. You know, like it's really easy to do three acts of kindness a day. You know, just pick three things you're going to do every day for a week or something and change it up if you, if you get bored doing that, you know, like, yeah. But, you know, I love what you're doing is uh, the different kinds of things that you're offering. So tell me a little bit about your artwork, because I'm a little bit of an artist myself. So Yeah. Well, when, when it came down to the conversation about resources and being resourceful in terms of, like, paying for my kindness habit, right. I was like, well, you know, I, don't, I have a job, so I don't want another one of those. Yeah. And I'm trying to start this, so that's also a job. Um, uh, so I was like, well, what do you have to give? What can you give? And, and I remember, um, I met with a group that said, you know, it's either your time, your treasure, or your talents, right? That's all yeah. people really have to give your time, your treasure, or your talents. So I thought, well, the only real talent I have is I, um, I do some artwork. And so let me see if I could just sell some of this stuff. And I actually found a couple of boutiques who carried my line yeah. and I originally started it again, like people mostly do in the fear based. Part where you're like, well, I hope I can pay for supplies. And so I'm going to give 10% to this, you know, random acts of kindness and I'll keep 90. Yeah. And then I found that I was just doing way more than that anyway. So I was like, forget <laughs> it. Just do a hundred percent, just a hundred percent to kindness. That's done. Why am I being, you know, why am I being miserly about how much I can give? I have nothing but time. And if I give and I make the money, I can pay for the supplies. Right. And so quickly, I think within the first, I want to say 60 or 90 days, we, we changed uh, from 10% to 100%. Um, and I started to paint more frequently and I would go down to the farmer's market um, on Saturday mornings and I would pay my little $50 to have my booth and sell artwork to the local community and then, you know, open to Etsy, et cetera. Um, something new that we're going to be doing, um, and it's, it's kind of exclusive, but uh, in the year ahead, we're going to be featuring other artists as well. 
right. who are willing to um, donate portion or all of the proceeds of their artwork uh, to random acts of kindness. So the hope is that one day the art will fund kindness for the world. Yeah. Um, and as an organization, we've started doing more art-based acts of kindness. Like um, we recently painted a mural at a local nonprofit that deals with um, individuals who have um, mental uh, mental issues, mental disorders, and it's a place where they go to belong and get job skills. And so we went into their cafeteria and did a big mural. Um, we've also left uh, pieces of artwork in cities around the country, like Austin, New York, Los Angeles, uh, Portland, and so on. So you'll see a lot more art coming out of the organization because that's what it was born of is figuring out what's the resource that we have to share and how can that how can that afford us some kindness? Right, right. Yeah, you can talk to, I have a gal, um, I'm gonna be interviewing her at some point in time. Her name is Cheryl and she started a, a group of uh, her artwork and she gives um, gets people to buy bouquets of flowers that she paints to somebody in the hospital. It's a random act of kindness. So That's awesome. Maybe something like that we can partner yeah. with at some point down the road. But yeah, yeah. she's really cool. I, I, I met her when, um, we launched the uh, World Kindness um, Association. Um, I guess it was in July last year. So, but um, yeah, so I know lots of artists too, and I'd certainly ask them to reach out to you if they're interested in doing that. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, what do you think some of the biggest challenges are are for you right now to um, get bigger or examples of stories of other things you're trying to get people to do? Yeah, well, it's interesting. So I just, uh, as I mentioned earlier, took on this new role at work, um, I think about three or four months ago. And one of the most magnificent things, uh, aside from the fact that I get to help some really awesome um, household name kind of charities, is I'm really getting to learn behind the scenes how these bigger operations run, right. um, and how they ultimately connect to their constituents and, um, you know, what they're doing in terms of galas and fundraising and raising awareness. Um, you know, I deal with a couple of uh, companies that do a lot of activism. Yeah. So it's getting my wheels turning on what the next chapter is for the organization. We only officially became a nonprofit in 2017. Prior to that, for about five years prior, it was just on the honor system. Yeah. Um, and so now that we've just, we're like a newborn-ish toddler of a charity, um, I, I feel very privileged and again speaks to the power of aligning your purpose and your career right. um, be behind the scenes on some of these big organizations. So right now we're, we're not only working to establish our board of directors, um, I should say expand, we have one now, but we're trying to expand it to, um, to have a national presence and make sure that we can all do things via video. Um, but we're also looking to add to our kindness ambassadors program, um, which is, is pretty neat. So mm -hmm. the kindness ambassador program is based on kind of where I was at when I started this and wanting to do, you know, a big drive or a fundraiser and not really knowing how to do it or who to help. Um, we have people who come to us and pitch ideas on various like fundraisers they want to do in their community and we help support them then as a kindness ambassador and we'll help them with marketing and getting resources together for the project but we give them an organization that they can work with that's going to help them um deliver on what they what they envision so uh the way this came to be is a, a friend of mine who follows the kindness community and also follows mm -hmm. kindly said i'd love to do backpacks for homeless uh, those facing homelessness for essential supplies 
And yeah. so we did, we created a backpack drive, we do it in multiple states, and I'll call on those kindness ambassadors in those various states to get involved with those various drives and help with the initiative. So that's been great for fostering leadership within the community and right. showing people that you don't necessarily have to run a nonprofit in order to make a significant contribution to one. Mm -hmm. um, and social media has been such an incredible platform right. uh, for amplifying the message. So this is just one more way that people can get behind um, the business of kindness. Right, right. No, I mean, there's so many different little ways, like you were saying, you know, like uh, there was a mini fun drive yesterday for the homeless of giving socks because that's the biggest request item they asked for. So, you know, they were able to go and a group of us were able to go and get some socks for, uh, you know, the homeless. So, you know, or put together toiletry bags and that type of thing. And actually, you know, the other thing that you could easily do is get behind on a, uh, a project that you feel strongly about. And you might be just putting in your time, necessarily your money, but you're putting in your time to put into a, be an advocate for somebody that doesn't have a voice. That's another way of being kind and getting out there and uh, doing stuff like that. So yeah, I really commend to you what you're doing and all your ambassador program. I think that's incredible. Um, there's a gal in, um, she's south of San Diego. And um, she started a nonprofit when she was 40 uh, based on working with teens to become ambassadors of their city. So, you know, there's so many great resources I could send to you um, that would help you and uh, get everybody else aligned together to work together towards the, the monument, the big movement for kindness, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I recently surveyed, um, you know, quite a few people because I have my hunches on things, but I'm big yeah. on data. Um, data is a big part of my day-to-day -day working uh, with a tech yeah. giant, so. Um, I did a survey and it was interesting. Almost everyone I asked said there's not enough good news on social media. Yeah. And almost everyone, 100%, 100%, like straight up 100%. Yeah. And, I, and this is more than 35 respondents. So it's not a small pool. It's right. not a large one, but not a small one. 100% said there's not enough good news on television. Yeah. So, you know, as a, as a society, as much as we may like judge all people celebrating or whatever it is that we do with our commiseration, People want it. They're starving for good news. They would like to hear something uplifting. We focus so much on all the things that are wrong with this world, and there's plenty right. to pick from. Mm -hmm. But it's often people are challenged with sharing their own joy. Um, and yet the community at large really wants to hear more about what's good that's happening in the world. And, and again, you know, tipping my hat to social media, I think social media gives you the opportunity. Uh, we've all become publishers of content, right? right? We've all become People Magazine. We are the people. Right. Um, we are the ones who are editorial on our own pages about what we think is relevant and what we think is worth sharing. And so, you know, I challenge people to get out there and at least, you know, like you were talking about the, the three by three being able to do a few acts of kindness a day, share it, share what, share the good news, share that thing that you see that kind of makes you well up with tears because some little boy helped another little boy on the playground or share the story about the garbage man who stops by every morning to say hello to the little boy who loves the garbage truck. Right. Like share those stories and don't feel like, you know, you're going to be annoying or whatever the perception we have of, of sharing right. good news is. Um, because as a society, we need it. Um, and you know the only way that that we can combat some of the negative stuff that's in the world is by driving positivity right 
you know, I think about it like science. You have protons, you have neutrons and electrons. Like everybody has a charge, right? Everybody's walking around with their charge and sometimes your charge can switch and I, mine does often. I have to remind myself in traffic that I'm the kindness lady. You <laughs> might recognize me. Yeah, I'm originally a New Yorker and I can't help myself. But I, you know, within that, I think we all have a charge. And uh, you'll see in our logo for kindly, there's a little uh, plus sign right by the top of the K. And that's our positive charge. That's our positive charge. And you have the ability all day long to gain protons or shed, you know, shed electrons. I think we all have a responsibility to not just say lament and say, oh, well, all these things are bad, but what are we doing to change it? And some of it's too big for us, right? Some of it's a mountain we can't climb, but what we can do is chip away with it at a tiny hammer and just say, well, today was an otherwise bad day because X happened in this city, but today I also paid you know, a stranger's toll, or I gave a stranger a compliment, or I just did something to affect change in the right direction. Right, right. Right. No, I totally, totally get what you're saying and doing, and I think it's awesome. So tell me uh, a little bit about um, things that you would like uh, the audience to know more about. Like, is there something specific that you're looking for right now that anybody that's listening could uh, say, yeah, I can help you there? Yeah. So, uh, so first and foremost is join the kindness community on Facebook. I think we have like 3,500 members now we're growing. Um, nice people only need apply or if you need an uplift in general. Um, but that's number one that we share all sorts of ways to get involved there. And uh, it's, it's a big crowdsourcing of ideas on kindness. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, we have a couple of great initiatives coming up. The holidays is really big for us. I'm not sure when this podcast will air, but as we go into the holidays, stay tuned to the kindness community and to Kindly for ways to get involved in our biggest initiative of the year, which is paying off strangers layaways. Okay. Um, that's probably what we're known best for. We were on the Today Show a couple years ago talking about that. And um, it's it's really a magical way to, to reinfuse the holiday season, which is crazy is going to be upon us in just a few months here. But um you know, that's a great time for people to get involved and give back. Um, and, and also, you know, look for ways to give back. I mean, aside from, you know, follow the movement that I'm supporting it and obviously all the people who are working with me to support kindness. Right. Yes, please. We, we hope you'll join us and, and stay tuned to all the things you can get involved with either volunteering, being a kindness ambassador, um, being a donor, being an advocate, however you see fit. But find ways you can give back around you. Um, a couple of big suggestions I have is, you know, Google free random acts of kindness and look at the list of how many things cost nothing to do and try to integrate like, you know, like Marilyn saying, uh, you know, at least three a day, little things, uh, opening doors, smiling, you know, some yeah. of the things you forget. Uh, and then furthermore, um, you know, just, just make sure that you're, uh, you know, utilizing programs like the United Way, call 211 in your local community mm -hmm. and ask how you can help. Um, they have a bunch of uh, opportunities. Like, for example, if you have a bunch of leftover blankets and towels and you call 211 and say, I have these to donate, they may say, oh, here's the number for the local animal shelter. Right. They are a conduit of resources for things in your community that you can get involved with. And when I was first starting out and I didn't know where to start, I called them and I said, hey, I have, I have nothing but time, so what can I do? And they gave me a few uh, different events that needed a daytime volunteer. Uh, and I tried several of those and started to figure out where I belong. Mm -hmm. So that's a really great place if you're looking for ways to get, 
give back first the free acts of kindness like just google them and figure out ways you can just do it on your own or if you're looking to be a part of um something bigger outside of the kindness community and kindly obviously um check with your lo local united way and find different causes that speak to your heart and and find your joy and your purpose through that right right great great suggestions great thank you um, so anyway, I'd like to thank you for being on the call today. You've provided so many resources and help for so many people if they really want to jump in on doing something and helping spread the word of kindness. I think it's so important. And uh, so I hope you have a great week. And um, and anybody that's listening, uh, thank you for um, tuning in to us a little later on. It'll be posted within the next two or three weeks. And uh, We'll be talking to you soon. And if you want to reach out to me, if you want to be interviewed or you want to be um, on the call uh, about how to create an impactful legacy in your workplace or in your life, please reach out. And uh, once again, thank you so much, Ray, for joining me today. So thank uh, you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> it's such a great joy. Anyway, so we'll take care and we'll all talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye.